Hey there, everybody. It is Garen and Jordan back, and we get to dive into a new identity series. And so we're excited to talk about this with you guys. And, uh, you know, as we go through these, they're generally between six and eight minutes, which is a good window. But for this identity series, as we're uncovering lots of stuff that we probably have felt in the past, but not been able to name, there's just going to be a little more discussion to be had about it. And it's really just because there's so many good things um, that we don't want to leave anything out. And so these may be more in the 10 to 12, 13-ish minute range. So if they're a little longer, hang with us. We we believe it's good stuff and we hope it's useful to you. So um, Garen, with that with that kind of disclaimer out there, uh, you know, this is, this is good stuff, but we have to start by talking about the Chiefs, man. Yeah, definitely got to start with what that. What in the world? I don't yeah. know if God just loves the Chiefs more than any other team ever, but he gets them out of some binds. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what it was. It had nothing to do with Mahomes or any of that. It's the fact that I wore the jersey yesterday. That all that game was all on me. In fact, I got a text from Andy Reid this morning asking me if I could wear it the next month. Yeah, hashtag good luck Garen is trending worldwide on Twitter. So I think the church wants you to preach yeah. in a different Chiefs uniform. Yeah, every week. Next week. Yeah. So I mean you saw the game Tyreek Hill had yesterday and I wore his uniform That's like, true. It it was all it was all me, dude. Had nothing so to do with God's that. So God's blessing fell on the Chiefs because of you, Gary. Yeah, Thank exactly you so much for that. Yeah. That was awesome. Had nothing to do with it. So what if they come down what if it comes down to Rams and Chiefs, man? Are you gonna have my back dude, or the church's well, back? I mean, whoever pay me the most for to wear oh, their uniform, man. that's what it'll come down to. I don't to. even have any I have one Rams jersey, so I guess I could give it to you and hope that it, it pays off. But if the Rams face the Chiefs, we have no chance, man. <laughs> no one has a chance to get... They're a video game out there. There's no... There's a 12-year-old on the joystick for that team, and they're just throwing touchdowns at will. It is <laughs> insane how good the Chiefs are, man. So, okay. We're, we weren't as happy f- for the Chiefs as you guys probably were, but we had to just tell you guys that that was pretty insane yesterday. So, okay. Now, talking about what really matters. So, we're talking about identity. This is a... Is it going to be three or four weeks, Garrett? Six. six weeks. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Great. I was only hoping for three or four. So six weeks on identity. And this week we kind of got into the intro. And you started by talking about some things that are going to apply to the whole six-week series and kind of set us up to understand this kind of bigger goal. And one of those was that we all have to be on the same page about the fact that we feel pressure to create an identity, right? And and that's a lot of that is from culture and some of that is from what's already kind of built into us and in our sin nature, but that... Right. You know, we tend to base our identity on one thing and that when we're showing that to others, we tend to filter out the bad and just present ourselves um, with this kind of created identity that we've made for ourselves. Yeah, right. We want to have this, especially just again with social media, this pressure to have the perfect face or the perfect, the thing that people look at and, and yeah, the pressure is just so intense. It's never been poor. That's why this is called an age of identity. I Nobody's ever had an age of identity before. It's the cultural pressure is huge, especially we've been talking a little bit on young people. It's a human problem, but it's so different even on the younger generation, like never before. And then you mentioned that a self-created identity is never going to satisfy us. Yeah. That even if we create the perfect Instagram profile or we create this perfect identity um, around even really good things, that it's never going to be enough to, to carry us long-term, right? Yeah. So the goal is to shift our identity to a lower I K lower, lower I case, a lowercase I identity. And what is, what does that mean? And why do we need yeah, to do good that? Good question. So I, what I think our culture is pushing us towards 
is, as I was thinking about this even a few years ago, is it's pushing us towards a big I identity, that capital I, and the focus is really on me, that I'm the center of the identity. And that's what the culture's pointing us toward. And so I was like, well, what's the opposite of that? The opposite of that is, I mean, I'm a human. I have to have an identity. I have one in Christ, but it's a lowercase I that I'm not the most important part of it. And so I, that's what I'm trying to get is if we as a body can, if God can help us to stop living for the that uppercase big big I identity, which centered on me and I'm, it's centered on Christ to where I'm in the background, that would be, that's that's kind of the end game. Yeah, that identity grounded and rooted in Christ, that's... That's that's the end goal for me. Living in the reality that really our life is ultimately not about us, right? Yep. That if our life was a movie, Christ would still be the main plot and we would play a supporting role. Yes. That it's not, we're not the main character. Yeah. And I just saw a great example of that just the other day. Um, Hamilton, which is a really cool, what, Broadway play, and they uh -huh. put it on Disney+. Plus. And if you've ever watched Hamilton... Two times in it, King George shows up and does this little song that's pretty cute. He's a very popular, that guy is really popular of anybody that's seen Hamilton. So I went back to the beginning just the other day, and at, at the beginning, there's always a voice that comes on plays like, hey, turn off your cell phones and all that. Well, it was him. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, King George III. And everybody breaks out in cheers because he's so popular. And he does that. He says, turn off your cell phones and don't make noise, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, get ready for the play because this play is all about me. <laughs> but it's not about him. It's about <laughs> Hamilton. Right. And that really struck me. I laughed pretty hard. I'm like, right. That's what our world is trying to get us to say is hmm. my life is, it's all about me. Yeah. And it's not. It's all about Jesus. That's great. Wow, that fits in perfect. Yeah. Um, you talked yesterday about how there are really three counterfeit sources of identity that we as humans buy into. One is that I am what I do. The next is that I am what I have. And then lastly, I am what others say about me. And it's really kind of about achievement. It's about assets or it's about acclaim. And or the P words then are performing, protecting, and pleasing. Um, so you really think we all kind of fit into... One, at least one out of the yeah. Those three. I mean, probably in some sense we struggle with all three. But it's anytime I talk to people, it always seems like people can really quickly identify their big two, pretty easily. Even yesterday, I was talking <laughs> to some people, and they all had their big two. And most people can even say, "And this one's a little more than the rest." But yeah, I think we all struggle with all of them to a degree. But I know I have my big two. Mine doing is is my top one. But I tell you that that approval, people pleasing, is not far behind. Hmm. And I hate that one. I hate uh, the doing one. You can get a lot of kudos, and maybe that's why the doing you get a lot of kudos when you do stuff. So it's feeding that that other one. But that other one is so enslaving when you're yeah. living dependent on people's opinions of you. We were looking at this, and we thought, man, I bet most people probably can't avoid that third one. That I am what others say about me. Don't I, th I think most people probably struggle with that in their top two. Yeah, I think so. I think because I've heard a lot of people years I've done this before in other settings, and I'll hear have and do from people, but that that approval one is almost everybody's. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And so the we struggle with those things, and really we try and create this identity based on those things, and it's all seeking validation, and it's all seeking justification from ourselves. Yep. And it's all in search of achieving this um, created or achieved identity. And that it's this identity that I have cultivated, I have earned, I have made, yep. and therefore I deserve it. And yep. I feel like um, it's true to who I am. Yep. And, 
and we work so hard at it, we strain over it, and in the end, it's never something that that lasts. It never satisfies, and that's why that's why I think it's so interesting. I said at the intro yesterday, it just doesn't work. We're in an age that talks about it more than ever before, but we're in a period in history where fewer people have a sense of who they are than ever before. So it just it doesn't work, Hmm. and it's yeah, it's not satisfying. It's totally shakeable. You know, I mean, we can hit some of that stuff, but it like whatever it is you built your life on, you lose it or you can't do it. It's gone. You're like history. You're toast, Mm -hmm. right? We've all been there to some degree or another, but yeah. Yeah. That Madonna quote yesterday, which I don't know if that's the same one from freedom of self-forgetfulness, but, um, it, it, Madonna's got one in there too, just about how fleeting that is and how fragile it is and how you'll never ever conquer it. And if she's not going to conquer it, I mean, she's way smarter and more talented than we are. We have no shot. Right. So, Wow. So we talked about the achieved identity and then we went to Matthew four and contrasted it with the received identity where, you know, God speaks down from heaven in Matthew three, that this is his son in whom he's well pleased, names his identity, um, calls him beloved. And then in the next chapter, Jesus goes out and is immediately tempted by Satan and he pushes back on that identity, right? Yeah. Immediately attacks the identity. And I had never, ever read it that way, but in you taking us to that, you know, if, if you are the son of God, I was like, whoa. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's so yes, surgical. Yes. It's really incredible. Yeah. And he knew he was, but that's where he's getting at him is that that point of his identity. So the reason Jesus didn't bite on those is because he had his received identity, yep. that he knew about it. He could name it. He was content in it. And he didn't feel the need to, to reach into this achieved, ginned up, fabricated yep, identity right. that the world was trying to sell him yep. because he knew who he ultimately was. Exactly. Already. And couldn't you imagine living in that kind of freedom that oh, Jesus so, walked in? Be so nice. Yeah. Be so great. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom is the right word because in these achieved identities, it is slavery. It is slavery. And yeah. it sucks. It's really hard. Yeah. Man. And that's, again, and what our culture is promoting is that a, an achieved identity, one you build, is where freedom is. You and I have talked a lot about fake freedom, yeah, right? Right. That's what we hear all the time. That's where freedom is. The reality is it is so, there's so much bondage and the burden is just incredibly huge, but that's the bill of goods we're being sold by the culture. Right. Yep. And the opposite is actually true. You talked about these false identities and they create a need for significance. Um, They create a need for security and for a need to be smiled upon. But in reality, that significance actually breeds guilt when we don't receive it. That's that need for security breeds fear when we don't receive it. And that need to be smiled upon breeds shame when we don't receive it. And the crazy thing about those three, guilt, fear, and shame, is that, you know, and just talking before this, we were like, man, I think a lot of people, even even us, we feel those things at a core level and we can't really name why. Yeah, right. Like, why am I feeling this? But to put words to it and to say, oh, probably because I've bought into some kind of false identity and I'm not really living into it. I'm not living up to it. And so I feel shameful over that or guilty uh-huh, or fearful. Right. Um, would you say... Would you say that most people are walking around with some level of this in their life and maybe unnamed, or has that been the case? No, yeah, in your that's what life? I feel like. Yeah, you maybe it's unnamed, or you do have a sense of like, man, I'm just struggling with guilt, but you don't know where it comes from. And again, it's not everything that comes out of this system, but I think so much of for a doer, the guilt is if that's your identity, because you can never do enough, and so you feel guilt at what you can't do, and you can't live within your limits, or you can't you don't learn how to rest because you got to do it all in your opinion. And so that guilt comes or somebody looks at you funny and that shame rears its you know head. Yep. I'm not good enough. I knew it. They said that they gave me that criticism and I've, I've always known I'm not good enough. I'm trying to fake it, but I know I'm not. And it just, the shame raised, you know, it rears its head. I think the have one, somebody in second service 
trying to remember who mentioned under have parenting, um, which is so true, like my children. And if, if you are building an identity on them, and I've got these wonderful children, any parent, when you get to, your kids get to teenage years or whatever, and if they start talking about, I'm walking away from Jesus, or I'm going to live in a lifestyle that's totally opposite of what you think, the fear that ratchets up in a parent is so just intense. Yeah. And it's because they've been building their identity <clears throat> on their kids, that this is what I have. And then that fear grows out of that. And then mm. you start control. When you have fear, control is immediate. And then you start controlling your kids and it gets worse. Yeah. And it's because our identity has been built upon them. Yeah. Man, even with kids at such a young age, I can already feel that rearing its head, my desire to control them and fear of losing them and the temptation to elevate them above other things. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is only going to get harder. So yes, it it's, does. It's good to name it, at least for me, name it early in the game with this and be on the lookout for it yeah. rather than it creeping up in 10 years and being like, oh, I didn't realize I had been yeah. basing my whole identity on this thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because when they get to that, those upper <clears> years <throat> and the stakes are so high, those emotions can become crushing. They can be so intense. They can become crushing. So good. I mean, for you to even by identi be identifying that right now. Yeah. Okay, so those are that's a lot of negative. That's a lot of hard things to hear. The one positive thing, and the one we're going to end on here as we're about at the end of our time, is just the need um, for an identity that we can live from and not for. Yeah. And you said at the end, and <clears throat> excuse me, you said that at the end, and I wrote it down, and it was really good. But can you explain what that means to have an identity that we live from, not the one that we live for? Yeah, and it kind of goes back. If I've got a big case I identity, uppercase I, the big I identity, then I'm just living my whole life for that. I'm striving. Again, I'll never do enough. I'll never have enough. Not enough people will like me. And it's just I'm continually striving for that identity. I'm seeking for it. I'm chasing after it, and I'll never get there. Or I can take the received identity we're going to talk about in the next few weeks from the Father of who I am and Him, and and rest in that like Jesus did, and then I live from it. And that's why his ministry was so powerful. We just talked about his freedom because he was living from an identity instead of for an identity like everybody else around him and like we all struggle with. And, you know, I said yesterday, the truth is you will live from your identity. It, it will affect how you live. So if you're living for an identity, that is going to affect all your, your choices, everything you do. If you're living from one, that will radically affect how you live your life. It'll be so different. None of us will be there perfectly, but if we could leave in six weeks and a lot of us are living, learning to live more from a received identity instead of for an achieved identity, then that's, that's what I'd like. So That's awesome. So a few little axioms, um, if they help you, if you write them down or if you try and remember them, whatever. One is you know, having an identity that we live from, not for. I think that's a really good one. Another one is having, a, having an identity that is received, not achieved. Yeah. That's another really good one, that we live in that received identity that God has named who we are, and, and that's where we get our ID from instead of trying to achieve something yeah. that is, A, going to be way tougher, impossible, actually, to achieve, and then, B, is going to not even take us as far as the received one. Um, but it's so much more accessible, and it's so much... Uh, more ubiquitous in this culture, right? I mean, yep. we're trying to be sold that every day. So, okay, great start. Hope that you enjoyed this follow-up. Hope it was useful to you. We're excited for five more weeks of identity and five more weeks of Garen preaching from a chief's uniform. And <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not that last one. Although you did promise to cut my hair. So I don't know. There's going to be some payback for that at some point probably. But thank you guys. We'll see you.